Hey everybody, this is your boy, Tropical Robot. Just here to let you know that this is part two of our two-part series on the anime Beastars. So, if you haven't already, please feel free to check out part one before diving into the discussion in part two. You know, unless you're a madman. In which case, enjoy! Yeah, and actually, I think this is good to try to transition into, like, some of the more thematic, like, outside-the-plot elements of the show, where where you look at the way the society is built, um, and this is me personally, you guys can uh, jump in too, but I personally have a lot of questions <laughs> still. Like, nothing in the world-building ever, like, broke me, or I was like, that doesn't make sense, or like, eh, I'm not sure about that, I don't believe that. But ultimately, I do have a lot of questions about how this society works. One, as you said... When the teacher was going off about, um, you know, the Haru and Legoshi spending the night together, I'm like, your students were just attacked by the mob. What? Like, also... <laughs> She's like, I don't care. I know. And I'm like, sure, <laughs> maybe in some shows where it's like a corrupt society, that works. But then also the black market is something that's well known and exists. And again, I just have this question. My basic question, I guess, from the very start of the show is herbivores and carnivores exist like it is known that carnivores eat meat and can eat herbivores therefore the integration work that's going on if that's the way society is and carnivores are and they don't say this in the show i don't ever see an explicit telling of this carnivores are supposed to be suppressing themselves and we see the kids struggling with it but we know that there's a black market for adults is there not some sort of protective force or protective element in order to satiate this because i think this goes into like the panda where he's like we have to allow some sort of meat in order to satisfy the urges otherwise a war will break out or it'll get worse but i wasn't sure if that point was communicated clearly um to me like i still just wonder it's like how does this society work are carnivores actually segregated off or are they different i know the line when i first saw the lion was a mayor i was like wait how is the lion a mayor mayor in the society that like it seems like carnivores have a lot of like social fear but not that much social power and so that's why i was wondering about some of the more textual elements of the show i think the first thing i want to say is like when analyzing the show it's very easy to just be like oh this is about race. This is about gender. This is about um, atypical people or normalizing bodies and so on and so forth. But it's much more complicated than that because just the dynamics of being like prey and predator is something that's not analogous to human relationships. Like BIPOC people are not naturally predatory upon white people, for example. So making those base like oh, this is clearly just a race analogy, I think doesn't do the show justice in just exploring the more deeper elements of like a society that the show itself has built it. You can definitely find parallels to things uh, said. Like, I think Silver once mentioned before the whole like eating um, meat thing can be analogous to drug use and like uh, addiction and withdrawal and all that. However, again, it is not exactly a one-to-one -one is the only thing I want to say um, warning people when discussing the show. 
Yeah, and I think the way that I would contextualize that is by kind of making a distinction. And it's like, yo, it depends. Like, like what kind of analysis are you shooting to make when you look at the show? Like, are you looking to use the show as like a jumping off point for like reflecting about the ways that things work in our own world? Uh, which, you know with authorial intent and all that shit like there's some like you know the author i you know i've mentioned this to um my homeboys already but the author basically stated um you know that if animals can like her intention with the show is that like if animals who are natural enemies um can like you know like reason their way uh through their like basis instincts into uh basis but anyways (laughs) into (laughs) into being able to coexist um then humans are playing like the game on like easy mode right which is you know i mean there's like an implied you know an implication there that like yo like you know in some ways like it's fine to like reflect about the like the human world and the way in which like what we might call like socially significant difference or like you know like identities that are treated in such and such ways or become like a means of like structuring like you know hierarchy and like the human world or have been uh have functioned in that way um you know the way that those like operate versus like you know the way um that like socially significant difference like operates in the show right so like you could use it as like a way of like reflecting but then it's like if you're analyzing the text itself um you know like if you're going for like a textual analysis i do think it is important to consider like the world in which the like text takes shape and the differences between that world and our own world um so i think in some ways like dynamics are like you know i mean they're super they're in some ways more complicated than they are like the dynamics of like oppression and like the show because it's like again like it's like these people are or these animals are having to like contest against like their like nature they're like literal like biologically determined nature um and the way that this plays out it's like the only way that you can have a stable society where these two different types of animals coexist um is if you like basically like socially like like i don't know or like rather like the outcome is like or the the society that we get transported into is that uh is one in which like herbivores have like social status and social powers and are like um you know like treated as like the in some ways like the normal group you know or like the group that like the normative group excuse me like the group that is like you know good uh, by social standards and yet there's this like huge massive tension um with uh, with the fact that like carnivores are like naturally stronger um uh you know physically superior and there is like this like whole like you know prey versus predator distinction which is like a very real thing i mean the show starts Um, off with a murder of a herbivore by a supposed carnivore um at the very beginning of the show on school campus and it just shows you that there is this tension going on um right right and it's kind of wiped under the rug too (laughs) yeah it'd be interesting to if they come back to that um i wouldn't put it past them yeah they have to um but um in any case um it's interesting that uh you know in this case like again like but like you know there's this like dichotomy of like social superiority 
and like marginalization of like carnivores which is like a thing like carnivores are marginalized they they are discriminated against socially um they are seen as like you know like inspiring like fear i don't know if i would necessarily like it gets complicated when you want to make a claim about like inferiority versus superiority um and like the general social attitudes of that but like carnivores are seen as like you know um you know inspiring fear marginal uh etc etc and so but then on the other hand like naturally um like you know when it comes to like nature like carnivores are like stronger like carnivores are like physically like more fit and so there's that and that is something that like you know like you know they are like the predator and like herbivores are the food source which like kind of puts herbivores into this position of like you know almost feeling like a sense of like inferiority via the um carnivores you know like sometimes internalizing inferiority complexes as haru does right and so i mean this connects with like you know what we were talking about earlier i think haru is like a really good example and you know i'll explain why because like yeah like absolutely like are there like like does the show explore ideas of gender yeah there's a moment when lego she is like oh like you know i'm an animal i'm a carnivore but like i'm also a guy and as a guy i'm attracted to you so like yeah there is like humanization of like gender and gender dynamics that's totally a thing and at the same time when it comes to like analyzing like a haru feels and like what leads to like her inferiority complex the way that she frames it is primarily in terms of this like um distinction between like herbivores and carnivores so she says you know i have felt inferior because of like my weakness as like a small herbivore you know so she does say that and so it's like if you're looking at the show you know like you can you can kind of compare with like our world and be like well like in our world like this is like a gender dynamic right um or this is like a like you know biological like able body i mean dynamic. well yeah like or like body thing like it is biological but in a different way um but um you know you could you could talk about that um like like just but, very easily you talk about it. like when she was revealing how everyone like kind of like was always bending down and looking at down at her i could see how like you're this tall person and you want to talk to this person who's like shorter or just less physically capable like what she even says look them in the eye bend down make yourself not threatening but i could see how on the flip side someone could look at that as like you're patronizing me you know you're belittling me maybe not intentionally but that's definitely a dynamic that like people have to like work around and espouse and talk about that i think is like the parallels you could say in our world like when you're trying to be like for example extra um let's say respective and careful of everyone's feelings in a certain spaces or all that it can come off as a bit patronizing it can come off as babying as if you're trying to protect them from something that they themselves don't need to be protected from you know yeah absolutely and then like i'll give another example which is like um i watched like the bonsai pop video on like b stars um and like uh you know uh mike does this like piece of analysis where he talks about lego she's like you know being carnivorous and his like strength in terms of like privilege and like this is one of those places where i'm like i don't think there's a one-to-one -one analysis here because like it's more complicated like it's not like similar to the ways in which like you know um whiteness or like wealthiness like especially when these things are like combined like function in our world like it's not like an additive thing like you have more and more privilege as you have more and more of these like identities at least when it comes to like lego sheet because it's like yeah in some ways like one could argue that like that affords him like you know certain advantages but like 
are they privileges in the context of the show? You know, like socially speaking, you know, and it depends on like how you're like, you got to draw distinctions between different kinds of like, you know, things, right? Like you could say advantage. I think that's probably the right way to frame it. Like he has certain advantages. He can run away sure. from the police better. Yeah, he can he fight has... other carnivores better. But socially, in a world where violence is not the norm, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Yeah. And he is like marginalized as a predator in this world. So that's like, well, to, to add to what you were saying, basically, mm-hmm. it's like you can't draw a one-to-one like comparison like the show is similic it's like a simile it's like this is like this in our world like that's what it lets us like it lets us speak of things in like in those terms if that makes sense um does anybody else have comments on uh this you know kind of textual versus like reflective analysis piece or like the way that their society is like structured um i least uh at least looking at the society how it's structured i can see some big parallels on that, especially like the idea of like, oh, letting these crimes go to keep like y'all ever watch uh, the movie Purge? And like the idea, the... yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the idea is like, oh, we're gonna have everyone do good. We know we want everyone to do bad, so we give everyone one free day oh, okay. to be as worse as you can. And then um, you take that in a real society. There's a lot of like crime and criminal work like if you look at like corporations and business they're like oh we want the goods like we want people to like make product we want this we know that these companies are essentially using slave labor in other countries but we're gonna write law which i mean is that really law to say oh like if it's not here if it's not that it's permissible just to keep everything going smooth according to plan and like in this society, in their society, they say, "Hey, it's permissible to have some type of eat meat. We're not going to talk about how the meat get here, but we'll say that as long as everyone's going smooth, they can get meat. They can be that, and we're not going to talk about it. And everyone should be okay with it. Mm-hmm. And that, and it makes it like, oh yeah, like it's not crazy." that they have this and technically it's not even unreasonable which is why which is why i have qualms about always using reason as an argument because anything can be made reasonable depending on what end you want and reason is always context when like the enlightenment happened uh they uh the i don't even know founding fathers of enlightenment the original the philosophs philosophs yeah. i was just looking into this <laughs> oh bad i never knew they had a name that's uh, one but yeah the philosophs they were like yeah like reason is the only thing that's not contextual reason is the only thing this reason is heavily contextual and it based on what you know how you know it and especially how you feel about it because in the same breath for this society, we can say what's reasonable is that the carnivores just lead and they instead do some weird competition ritual to see who gets eaten and who doesn't. And we kind of leave that go. And technically, you can make some reasonable claims on why that would work based on, oh, you know, since there's this power, since there's this, who's really in control, you have to base this on a conscious, but like, you can use reason and like find more than one way. And what they chose is like sketch, yes, socially humiliating to keep the carnivores in check, especially as a kid. Like 
for the younger kids, is very strict on how they are. If you don't eat this, you're terrible. If you don't eat this, but then you grow older, and I don't know how much they already knew. Bill looked like he already knew a lot, but compared to when you get older, it's like, oh, yeah, you do this because I am I know I'm on top. I will be on top, and I'm going to eat later. And, like, literally, I'm going to eat later mm-hmm. so I don't deal with this. And it's, it's, inter- it's, just, it's interesting how that's set up. I just wanted to say that. Yeah, yeah. It's all it's interesting. You just made me think about how like the school and like the codes that are applied in the school function to like discipline like carnivores, like with things like you can't fight, you can't show your teeth. Um, it's like such and such thing is forbidden. There's a series of like taboos, um, mm-hmm. which is like its own discussion in it, you know, in itself, but it does like condition like the carnivores. Um, and then versus like when they get out into the world, what they experience in the world or in the city where it's like, you know, you set up like a social institution, the black market, um, to be able to keep society stable, um, in some ways that's like the offered justification. Um, and so it's just, it's, it's an interesting world. Um, there's an um, interesting dynamic. Right. Um, I think, you know, Oh, I was going to say like, could the black market function, you know how, like we have, again, going back to silver's drug analogy that you mentioned a while ago. It's, could there be a situation, like, we have opioid addicts in the real world, especially here in America, that we have, and the way we have it, we don't just, like, imprison them, cut them off, and just throw them away. No, there's a weaning off process of, like, you know, when you face with addiction, like, think about nicotine. You don't just stop smoking nicotine. I mean, people can try, but oftentimes it's more suggestible to try to lean off, like, first go to e-cigarettes, then go to, like, nicotine patches, then slowly leave that off. Could there be a way, I guess, yeah, my question is, like, could there be a way with a black market where it's, like, you could yeah. find humane ways to donate meat, X, Y, I don't know, how an animal would donate <laughs> <Yeah>. meat, that's, <laughs> that's the that's, whole, that's, that's the so whole that's, thing. That's, yeah, so that's, yeah. that's what they, they kind of imply, where it's, like, it's, I mean, it ends up being a lie, but it's, like, it's, right. it's only from nursing homes and from hospitals that, like, we get the meat for the black market, um, but okay. I think it's, yeah, that's what they, that's what the panda says, but, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's, it's I think the only way it could work, and in some ways it would be challenging to, like, society, um, like an herbivore-led society or society where there's, like, a hierarchy favoring herbivores, like, you'd have to have a government that said, look, this is, like, an inescapable, like, feature of, like, yeah, yeah, of our existence. And if we want to coexist, and if we want to do it in the way that, like, you know, minimizes the amount of harm done then what we have to do is make the very, very, very tough compromise of like creating an institution, like a legal institution, not the black market, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but a legal institution yeah. that is regulated right. um, in order to prevent like abuse. And like, then you say, well, people will only come from like, you know, nursing homes or people will only come from like, you know, people, it's only going to be people who have passed away, mm-hmm. you right. know, or like animals who have passed away that will be like the uh, food source. And that's like the compromise that we just have to make. But that's the thing tricky. is, it's tricky, but the thing is like, and this kind of feeds into like the, um, you know, I, re- I think a really interesting point that I thought of while I was watching um the show but it leads into a discussion of like the function of like noble lies and like the way the society is like structured so for those of you who don't know um the noble lie is an idea that comes from uh you know a seminal work of like political philosophy like plato's the republic 
where he kind of imagines like an ideal society. And basically he arrives at the idea that in order to get this ideal society to work, um, and this idea has been like kind of taken up um, and used all over the place um, throughout the history of political philosophy. And pro- and like it's been put into practice, like whether or not people did it intentionally, that's, you know, case by case, by case basis. But it's basically this idea that you need like a myth um, or like an untruth that is like uh, knowingly like articulated by like a member of like the elite um, or like by the elite class or like by like, you know, so leaders in society um, to maintain social harmony or in some cases to like advance a particular agenda. Um, and the noble lie is like, I mean, it, it doesn't just show up here. Um, so there's a fairly famous like analysis where like Zizek like looks at like uh, the, uh, the second Batman movie um, of like the, the Christopher Nolan like uh, series. And he breaks down like the whole thing with like uh, Harvey Dent, right? Like Two-Face. Um, and now he's like, Batman is like, no, like the public can't know that he did these atrocious things. Um, he must remain like a symbol. And so I will take it upon myself. I will take upon myself this burden, um, this noble lie, because we need this to keep like social harmony, um, and society functioning. And so in the context of the show, and we can be like, look, we can, we can be here and like disagree with like the noble lie, um, I personally disagree with like the, the concept of the noble lie. Um, I think probably like, you know, again, we got to look case by case basis, but generally speaking, that's how I feel about it. Um, because it's kind of centered around this like elitist like version of like society and how it should function where it's like ordinary people can't handle the truth. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I have, I take issue with that because I don't know. I just take issue with that. I have more reasons, but I'm not going to go on this like tangent it's, about it's, it. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, and that so, sense. and so, um in the show one of those i mean the noble lie is that like herbivores and like um carnivores can coexist um and that there's like no tension there um and the way that it kind of gets pulled off is to this like elevation of like certain individuals to like the status of like symbol to axes of like authority that like transcend like the like herbivore carnivore uh binary um, so that's like the whole function of like the B star, right? The B star is supposed to be this individual that like transcends like that that binary. And then it's also like, I mean, it's who the mayor in town is. He's like a a lion who like uh, like got plastic surgery to look friendlier and like uh, had his teeth like honed down so that they would be blunt just to make it seem like um, you know like uh, lions could be friendly. Um, but then like there's like you know and it's interesting the way that the show problematizes the idea of the noble lie um because like you know that same that very lion is like uh but you know then you got a yakuza that's made up of like lions and we're just you know we're not gonna like you know we have to keep up like appearances um and so we're not gonna like act um uh to save uh haru when she gets kidnapped by like the you know the the the, um the yakuza who has the intention of like eating her you know um or like you know the black market as like something that's like it exists right and then it's hinted at that like the reason why society is like so cohesive um and everybody's like friendly 
is it's very much like this like story that by uh ursula Le Guin, i think is her name called like the ones who uh, walk away from omelas which is where it's a short story which is where like you have this person who's like like it's like this like ideal society everybody's super happy but underneath it there's like one individual who basically becomes like the social punching bag oh, who's yeah, just like yeah, yeah. tortured for their entire lives um and people know that and they just kind of proceed because they're like well society is good enough to where i can i can live with this um but like in this case like it's like kind of at least with the kids like the kids are like it's kind of, it's like a, it's just an ever-present tension and so that noble lie is like i mean there's a big tension with it and like the way that society's structured um it just like really like it has deleterious effects on people like you know uh carnivores have this like built-in like guilt you know co- guilty complex where they're like oh god like i could eat my friends um and like it's like the super ego right um and then like some uh, of them even like uh reject it they're like i'm just not gonna be friends with the herbivore so i don't have to even deal with the issue exactly um and then um yeah like herbivores have like an inferiority complex because they're just like i'm prey you know like i i could be um and it's just it's 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 you know it's, it's a thing it's like social cohesion but like how cohesive is society actually right when like something as like you know like the the whole situation with the lion where he's like we're not gonna go save haru um and he convinces uh louie to just like uh, ascend to that point right and he's like look we gotta think about society this will polarize people um things have already been polarized and it's like how stable is society if it can't handle the situation transpiring right like how stable is it really how cohesive is it really um so it's just an interesting theme that kind of like popped up uh, or like an interesting like idea that i read into like the show and i would say like the only other society they can have besides using the noble line that they use now would be the high school's methods so like i think it's important when they get to the black market lego she of course says i'm not gonna eat this i can't and all he does is like eat substitutes he eats eggs he loves that he starts getting into it even picks favorites and i think it's important that we also see another character i don't know his name but the eagle also says you know man yeah. like i've been i it, it feels weird for me to do that even if it's nature but it's slowly becoming not nature so like in a way like the high school and i don't know what other schooling they did before this if it's different is conditioning the younger generation of the animals to not even want to be carnivorous yeah, and it's, it's like, like how much sorry oh wait it's like how oh yeah much is that like go ahead oh yeah no no i was gonna lead into that which and i was gonna say like that is safe until it's not like lego she even has a breakout because it's so repressive like it just is it boom it's a okay that's it we're about to eat first homegirl on the left yum yum but like of course doesn't well but maybe it could have been tim but we don't know but um i think like and i feel like that's the two ways that's the two things being an action to create this society either suppression and maybe they're gonna lean wean up on that suppression like oh okay like on like not as much as like the black market but like oh like it's not bad but it's not that 
good. Like, in a, and I know that's like weird to say, but I could see tactics like that being played. Like, oh, it's not bad to be carnivorous, but look at the goal. The end goal is to be for everyone. Maybe if you do that, like, eat substitutes to get it. And maybe that, like, the younger you are and the more you eat substitutes, the more you don't even know what meat is. Like, you don't have that instinct anyway because both of your parents are like, substitute. So, like, it, it can go down so far to where it's like, Why'd I do that? My best friend is a parrot. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's like an attempt to like, you know, social condition your way out, socially condition your way out of like this like issue. But then the um, question is, should they yeah. even be doing that? Because it sort of seems like, oh, you're fine how you are, except for when you're not. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And how effective is it? Which like the show kind of is like, it's actually not that effective. Mm-hmm. Um. But, um, and ultimately, like, it's, like, it kind of comes down to, like, the individual and, like, the individual's, like, relationships and, like, how they navigate, you know, like, their constitution as, like, a moral subject. Um, that's, that's what it ultimately comes down to. Um, but that's why I feel like the only way you could get out of this, like, situation, which with, like, again, like, if the society is structured by a noble lie, you just have to do away with the noble lie and be like, look, fam, this is the reality let's not delude ourselves mm-hmm. let's deal with it let's mm-hmm. live like even knowing this reality let's live together um let's make that really difficult decision to live together and let's figure out a way that works and treats us all with like dignity and respect to the extent that that's possible mm-hmm. um and it's interesting because now that made me think about like haru and like um great transition but haru and uh, uh legoshi and like mm-hmm. the fact that they're kind of like, you know, they're they're like their relationship is very much like premised upon that recognition, you know, and like for a while that's like that's what keeps them away from each other. And it's like still like to like the very last scene, it's like you're a carnivore, I'm an herbivore. Um, our instincts, you know, are saying that you know you should eat me and I should run away from you. Um, and yet like they're like no, but like we also love each other, you know, or like mm-hmm. you know we feel like passionate love about each other, and so. How do we like figure out a way to coexist in whatever way that means? Um, recognizing these like facts about ourselves, um, these like natural aspects of ourselves, and that's where you kind of get into the whole thing with like uh, rationality. Um, and that's like you know, um, homeboy uh, Texas was talking about this like oftentimes throughout like the actual history of like uh our world like rationality has kind of been like a clarion call that's like sounded and used to like justify all sorts of like atrocities and like excluding people from like humanity um but like it's like rationality at least as i treat it much like any other concept is like a neutral thing like what matters is like how you apply it what matters is how you define it and like we can't swing too much the other way and be like well we just are going to deny that rationality exists because it's like no like that's a feature of like you know, commonly accepted feature of, like, what it means to be, like, a human being and something that can be channeled towards, like, you know, productive ends. And it's, like, how are we defining rationality? Like, is it, like, um, yeah, like, is it, like, just, like, the, like, highly narrow and specific, like, instrumental rationality that thinks of things in terms of, like, means and ends or, like, um, rational self-interest, whatever the hell that means, even though usually self-interest in the history of the use of that term has just meant selfishness and not actual self-interest. Because if you look at the word self-interest, it's literally self among others or self between most. That's what the etymology of self-interest is. Um, 
implying that like self-interest is something that takes place in relation to other people um but in any case i'm going off on a bit of a tangent here but the point is like you know whether it's like however you want to define it um you know taking into account like emotions and relationships is like something that could be a part of it you know um of like rationality or like different kinds of rationality or whatever you know point is like it is this thing that like allows people to make decisions and in the context of this show like it is like a powerful like you know like counterbalanced like instinct you know like in some cases you know like in the case of legoshi like legoshi like exercises agency and it's like i think this is like to me like the most like striking like theme in the show frankly is just like like biological like determinism versus like your like will and like love for like other people and like balancing like like all of that like kind of like mediated through like the play of like different desires so it's like dude like your instinct like you are fighting against like both of you because haru too there's like the mm-hmm. scene where she like sticks her arm into his mouth my body like, wants to go inside you inside <laughs> you right sorry, I and it's like but i yeah it was funny but like it, it like does like open up that was the first time where i was like oh shit like um herbivores have these these like counter or like these like opposite instincts you i mean, know what they, I mean? they hinted at it before when she kept talking about when they were sitting eating lunch or whatever she was like my body just wants to run away like yeah i can't and it's not like a psychological it was actually literally like no my body's like twitching to like leave <laughs> yeah and so it's like uh in spite of that like and i think that's just so inspiring like in spite of like these natural differences these two are like fuck this shit we're gonna try to make it work through like sheer willpower and because we have a relation with each other and we care about each other and there's the whole thing with like legoshi um you know kind of be going through the whole because like legoshi like attacks like haru at like the very beginning of the show which i think we mentioned a little bit earlier but he does um because he just acts on instinct um when he smells her um and he's able to stop himself from actually eating her but that's like a thing that you know it's a secret that he lives with and whatever it structures the plot until she ends up finding out and she's it's revealed that she's always had a sense of that um which makes sense um but in any case um you know there's this whole and like then there's like the whole psychotherapist panda who's like a cool um (laughs) character but him being like yo fam like you're confusing like love with like your instinct to want to eat her like your love is like forming as a like something that allows you to get as a justification for getting closer to her so that then you can eat her you know and lego she like really wrestles with that he struggles with that and then like eventually he ends up just coming to the like you know conclusion that like nah like i do love her i feel these instincts and i still love her you know and then he goes off to like save her and you know yada 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 but it's just a very interesting theme to me that i i'm really interested to see and how it unfolds throughout like you know the second season or like future episodes of the show because it's like you know it's stated in this like universe biologically you are determined to be in such and such a way um Mm -hmm. and yet like you can still through like sheer will um and through relationships like push against that like nature um i want to i want to make a connection um but i'm not sure if it's true so all three of you like check me if this is like wrong or if i'm just making too much of leaps take that reference (laughs) of course back to the jimmy Dutron reference but no 
it's like taking that idea of biological determinism and the idea of what where you confound your love that rationality with your instinct of wanting to devour someone um and i want to link it all the way back to silver's earlier comments about when we were talking about the puberty aspect and the idea of legoshi's more toxic um possessive traits and then i also want to link back to what we said in our first episode about kakia sama how we were talking about yeah. This is all wrapped in the idea of teenagers self-discovering themselves, which I think is actually a, another big part of the show. Like, there's a reason these characters are in high school more than just it's an anime and every anime is in high school. But um, I really <laughs> thought it was interesting when you brought up that whole idea of self-determinism and being able to overcome that. Because as a teenager, you're growing up learning about your body. Like, there's that whole scene in the hotel. And it's perfectly awkward. Because I'm like, yes first time people are trying to have sex and i remember when haru was like you can either eat me or like have sex with me and i was like wait whoa that sounds really not good that sounds pretty toxic because it's like why doesn't he can't just do neither and just sleep next to you as like a communal friends but it was like the idea and it was addressed later that like no she wasn't being like toxic and no i don't want to put that out there that haru's a toxic character or anything but this is like how teenagers think where it's just like either we're going to do this or we're just not going to be able to work it out. But I love that idea that they were building upon their relationship in a way that like because we shouldn't shame people for having those initial possibly possessive thoughts when they're discovering their own like intrinsic feelings because reproduction is a thing except for uh, asexual people. And honestly, I don't have enough knowledge on how asexuality works and all that But for those who are um generally sexual um and can express themselves sexually it is a at times feels just like a natural urge like i want to have sex i want to be a sexual being it's something that like i sometimes can't explain where it's just like i just feel this way right now but in order to you know live in a society with people and like certain people have monogamous relationships and you can't just go out and have sex with whoever you want whenever you want um we're fighting the idea it's like yes People need to coexist in a way that you need to overcome that with your own relationship. And that can be linked to the idea of, like, you know, women in the workplace and sexual harassment. How, like, forming these relationships between these disparate groups of people can allow them to, like, talk and understand different perspectives. Where it's like, no, this is not something that's just, oh, the good old boys club is just how it has to be and all that. Where it's like, no, it doesn't, like... And maybe that's what the author was talking about before when she was like, if animals can do this, humans are playing on easy mode. Like I said, I'm linking a lot of now different things. And I don't know if like, I'm just like jumping too far, but that's something I really got out of it. Like talking with y'all has made me realize how much like, I feel like the puberty and like sexual exploration and feelings aspect of the show really did actually get to me because like, I was a kid, I was a teenager we're all still discovering our sexuality as we grow up. I don't even want to say I fully discovered it now as like an adult. Um, it's something that's still continuously going. And so that's something I also found and would put away that's like very interesting in how it is that like, no matter how base and raw you feel, like your relationships and understandings with other people can help pull you through to being a more self-actualized person and respecting other people as other self-actualized being and lead to more communal uh, relationships for the show. Hmm. Hmm. That's really good. I yeah. never 
put that puberty in place like you did. I never always yeah. think like, oh yeah, they're high schoolers, they're teenagers, this was going on. Because like, and maybe it's because how they're drawn. Because anime teenagers look like grown adults, <laughs> like strong. But like, that's a jokes. very solid point. Yeah. Especially <laughs> that's one JoJo's. of those things where it's like, if you're doing textual analysis, you should pay. And I appreciate that you paid attention to that base. Because I, again, I don't think I paid enough attention to that. But if you're doing textual analysis, trying to stick as closely as possible to the text, you cannot circumvent the fact that these are teenagers. You just... Right cannot do that going to puberty and like to comment on like the you know possessive love thing i think this is one of those things where you also got to recognize this is one of those um to use the term that i love um to use in describing things like how like racism sexism classism you know dominant notions in society like what they are and how they operate it's the fucking background radiation of society you know what i mean like we get brought like it's like yeah there's this like you know there's the kind of like puberty thing that you're going through this and like you can't like you know um you know divorce that from like the high school setting either we're like to be honest with you like high school is like where you kind of you know there's social dynamics and shit like uh, uh, you know playing out and like people taking like you know uh traumatic relationships in like the home like whatever and like enacting them like out in like the high school setting like there's all kinds of high school is just high school fucking complicated ass thing um so there is a social context there is what i'm trying to get at um too and there's the broader social context of where you're being raised your home whatever um and this is one of those things where it's like it's background radiation of society um and to be honest with you it's probably how like it to be honest with you there's a there's a non-insignificant portion of people who think of love that you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so it's like we should like recognize that like that can get real problematic really quickly um and at the same time we should empathize with and shed grace on people and not like come at it from this like didactic like bullying mode of like how dare you think of things such and such and such a way because if we're being honest like that doesn't fucking work it doesn't move anyone to your side no matter what it is it doesn't and even if it moves them congratulations you move someone over to your side by guilting shaming and bullying them congratulations there are other ways to move people you know there are other ways um that are both more strategic and frankly more moral um so that's just you know my my two cents on that piece right and it goes into the idea that we should be having restorative justice not like uh punishments for some types of behavior especially with young children uh not young children but like high school because adolescence is a weird thing that is constantly throughout the history of humanity been redefined because you're not a kid but you're definitely also not an adult but then the different systems like you can even look at how um haru as a character is like oh she's a small rabbit and all that but she's still desired sexually as a autonomous adult woman by these by other people at school but by also the yakuza people who are like nope this is a fully realized sexual being well she's still a high school rabbit person who's still growing up and i think that's parallels to like going back to what i said before about like a girl's perspective on this would be different but we do know that like Oftentimes you read stories about women like, oh, I recognize I was a sexual being like way earlier than I was at all prepared to be looked at. And that sort of shaped 
how I formed myself growing up. Whereas like as guys, it's like, I don't know. I don't know when I haven't really done maybe two deep analysis of myself when I realized, oh, I was a sexual being because as a guy and as a male presenting in society, I, my raise and different, how people looked at me is different, but then that can also go into like how POC um, teenagers are often seen as older than they are, despite like the acts that they commit and all that. There's, there's just a lot actually here. And again, it just goes into like how you want to look at the way the so is set up. Um, it's not as simple as just saying X is Y and then this is this. You have to like work through it like we've done with this podcast. And I think that's like really even made the show even so great in my opinion. Because this is all wrapped up and still an enjoyable, fun, like the show is funny. There's a and it's 12 episodes. It's so It can pivot from like drama, action to like comedy intensity to like humor (laughs) like at like the drop of a pin and do it like effectively and nimbly and gracefully like oh my god great anime criminally (laughs) underslept on i just gotta say netflix jail is a real thing this shit is like a1 steak sauce i just gotta say that this is a damn good anime it's real good. It's real. It's real good. <laughs> it is. Uh, does right. anyone have like anything else they really want to delve into? Silver? Not particularly. I'm currently trying. I'm uh, you, part of me is like uh, multitasking, trying to keep my computer alive because it's uh, <laughs> it literally <laughs> feels like it's over 100 degrees and there's nothing I can do about it. No, oh I my gosh! I, I hate to see it. Damn. It's almost shot oh, off a few times, I'm- so. Yeah, do with that information as you will. (laughs) And so, I think on that note, um, this is an appropriate time to bring us to a close. Um, You know, so once again, uh, beautiful listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, We appreciate those of you who have been around since day one, and we appreciate uh, those of you who are new to like Anime Ramblin' Boys. Um, If you don't already know this, we have a YouTube channel called Otaku Terriot. We have Two videos on there. One of them got uh, shut down by a copyright <laughs> strike, so we're working uh, to get that back up I as quickly have as possible. As um, it's it's, okay. it's, uh, it's unfortunate. Um, it was totally fair use. We're contesting it. Um, we're hoping it get back. It gets back up as soon as possible. Um, there's a video up on Bakemonogatari. I made that. We have two th- series so far. Um, Tropical thoughts, which are kind of like uh, long form, like video essays and basic impressions, which is my boy base, like kind of doing stream of consciousness analyses of like shows um we got that um we will have more series uh, moving forward once texas ranger and silver um you know uh come up with some ideas write up uh scripts and you know start making anime we're uh, building videos. we're building we're building we're building so please like go to that youtube channel subscribe um consider giving us to consider giving us money on patreon <laughs> we could really appreciate it um we would really appreciate it um youtube also doesn't um give people who have less than a thousand subscribers any like capacity to monetize their content so right now our intellectual labor is fully being exploited um which is unfortunate but you know we'd appreciate any and all support uh watch our videos um listen to our podcast episodes Follow our podcast um, on uh, subscribe on YouTube and follow our podcast 
at Boys Anime on Twitter and our um, you know YouTube channel at Otaku Terriot on Twitter. Uh, we appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Um, I think that's all I gotta say. Um, and with all that stuff said, um, peace, love, swag, and prosperity, everyone. Bye bye. Peace, everybody. Peace. See y'all.